Hello and welcome to Heart to Heart, Conversations for the Caregiver. I'm your host, Karen Monier, here to help guide you on your journey. Today we're going to discuss a topic that I feel is kind of the cornerstone of caregiving, and that's communication. So grab your favorite drink, find a comfy spot, and let's get the conversation started. Seven and a half years ago, I found myself taking suddenly thrust upon this role of a caregiver. And perhaps like me, you too are a busy working professional and you've recently stepped into the role of caregiving. Along with the daily chaos of work and family life, you're trying to navigate this new role. But how do you make sure that you're communicating effectively with your loved one, family, healthcare professionals? And that's what I wanted to to talk about today. You see, effective communication begins with active listening. It's not just about hearing the words, but also understanding the emotions and the meaning behind them. So when the care recipient speaks, listen with intent, reflect on their words, and don't be in a rush to respond. Show that you're actually listening with a nod or a simple, I understand. Active listening fosters trust and opens the door to deeper conversations. And when we truly listen, we validate the other person's feelings and create an environment of trust and respect. Remember that active listening also means acknowledging the feelings expressed by your loved ones without trying to fix the situation. Often, they're not looking for solutions, but they simply just want to be heard. I know this was one of my mother's frustrations. Now, I was one to quickly respond to questions that healthcare professionals would ask her. I wanted to answer for her, and I guess in my own way, I thought I was trying to help. In reality, I really wasn't. You see, I I was taking away her voice. Then it didn't take me long to realize what I was doing, and I learned to be patient and watch mom's reactions when she was asked a question. If she needed my assistance because she didn't remember something, she would give me a certain look to let me know that it was okay for me to give the answer. Which means we also need to be clear and concise with our messages. Simplicity is key here. Whether it's expressing a care recipient's needs to a doctor or discussing care plans with family members, make sure that your point is clear and to the point. Misunderstandings can complicate care, so clarity is critical. Which means that as a caregiver, you also have needs, be it emotional, physical, or practical support. Please don't shy away from sharing your feelings and needs with others. Remember, caregiving is a team effort and you don't have to carry the weight all by yourself. Having those conversations though will often lead into difficult conversations that you'll have to learn to navigate. There's going to be times when you need to discuss sensitive topics with your loved ones, other family members, or healthcare professionals. Prepare ahead Choose the right environment and use I statements to express your feelings and most importantly, show empathy and understanding. Because you are going to have those difficult conversations. And then you're also going to need to communicate with health care professionals. And it can feel intimidating, but remember, you are your loved one's best advocate. It's crucial to express your needs and concerns clearly and stand up for your care recipient's rights when necessary. Assertiveness is not aggression. Let me repeat that. Assertiveness is not aggression. It's about open, respectful communications of needs. Prepare your questions in advance. Don't hesitate to ask for clarifications and make sure that you fully understand the care plan. I cannot stress this enough. 
We know that healthcare professionals are busy folks, but every time my mom or dad was in the hospital, I'd always start with letting the doctors, the nurses, administrators know right up front that I'm very direct, I ask a lot of questions, and that I will keep asking questions until we all understand each other and our concerns. I let them know that I was involved, very involved, in my care of my parents. Which leads us to the next point. So let's not forget about nonverbal communication. Did you know that over 60% of communication is nonverbal? A gentle touch, a comforting smile, even the tone of our voice can communicate volumes. They can provide comfort and assurance when words fail us. My mom was a master at picking up tone of voice. If I was frustrated or overwhelmed, even if it didn't pertain to her, she would interpret that she was the cause of my frustrations or being overwhelmed and feel like she was a burden. Which leads us into another one, which is empathy. This is the ability to understand and share the feelings of another. Show empathy in your interactions. Recognize and validate the feelings of your care recipient. This builds a strong emotional connection, making them feel seen and understood. And I was never perfect at this, but I remember the night after mom came home for the first time and she needed assistance to to go to the restroom. She called out for me and I came into her room and I helped her. And I distinctly remember realizing for the first time just how frail my mom was. She was much shorter than me and she looked up at me when I was helping her stand up. And when our eyes met, I got the feeling that she was searching my eyes to see if I was angry or upset with her. (laughs) I sensed that, so I smiled at her and proceeded to start joking around with her, which is the way my family handled things. We used a lot of humor. Afterwards, Mom and I stayed up for a few hours that night, talking and laughing about everything. And from that moment on, I tried to always check my emotions when she called out to me about anything. Like I said earlier, I wasn't perfect at it. And in those moments that I wasn't perfect, I was quick to let her know exactly what I was feeling and why I wanted to air it out. Which could also lead into managing conflicts. Disagreements are going to arise, especially during stressful times. But please focus on the issue at hand and not the person. Be respectful, stay calm, and work towards a solution that's in the best interest of your loved one. And be mindful that a solution may not be found at the time. This was another lesson that I learned the long way. I had to set up some personal boundaries for my own emotional well-being. And this was not in conflict with my mom, it was in conflict with others. But left to fester unresolved, it can often lead to resentment. Now, I tend to be a people pleaser. And during the year that I cared for my mom all the time, I realized that it was okay to set those personal boundaries. I had to decide for myself just how much I was going to allow words and actions of others affect me and my well-being. It's not easy. As a matter of fact, I did, keep, I did feel a little selfish for creating those boundaries. But in the end, I felt it was necessary for my own health because it would eventually end up affecting my mom's care. Remember, we can't pour from an empty cup. So remember that effective communication is key to successful caregiving. It's not just about what we say, but how we say it. Also, our nonverbal emotions or reactions. Show respect, be patient, and remain open. Ask questions. Ask lots of questions about everything until everything is clear for all involved. And lastly, 
Let's practice a positive attitude. This can diffuse tension and foster better communication. It's not always easy in challenging situations, but it can make a significant difference. Remember, by developing these skills, and you can develop these skills, you will be better equipped to navigate your caregiving journey. It's not easy, but it's a skill that will serve you well, not just as a caregiver, but in all aspects, all aspects of life. So let's quickly review the 10 key points to communi- effective communication. Active listening. Clear and concise messages. Nonverbal communication. Show empathy. Show respect. Assertiveness. Remember, it's not a sign of aggression. Practice patience. Be open. Ask questions. And keep a positive attitude. One of the tools that I like to use in applying effective communication is DISC. And if you've heard of it, it is a personality assessment. Basically, there's four types of personalities. You have direct, inspiring, supportive, and conscientious. DISC. And remember that everybody is a blend of all four of those. But you're going to have one or two of those traits that's going to be a predominant given the situation that you're in. If you'd like to learn more, reach out to me about it. But I find that is a very, just one of the tools in my toolbox that I use in applying effective communication. And when we're talking about effective communication, remember that email is not communicating. Email is for information, not communication. Because in communication by email, if you're trying to communicate that way, the other person can't, re- you know, they don't know your tone of voice. They don't know what you mean. They can't determine your facial expressions. They can't hear the words written on a page. They're only they're going to look from their perspective. So please remember that emails are for information. A phone call or face-to-face is for communication. Emails for information. Phone calls are in-person for communication. And remember about the other person's perspective. So one of the things that I like to use when illustrating perspective is... To imagine that I'm standing in front of you with a beach ball. And as you know, there are several colors around that beach ball. But if you're looking at it from your side, what you see, you're only going to see certain colors. From my side, I'm only going to see certain colors. Remember that about perspective. When you're communicating with somebody, they're looking from their side of the beach ball. And you're looking from your side of the beach ball. That's where asking such questions is pertinent. It's so important to ask questions to find out from their perspective how they're seeing things. We all communicate on a different level. Healthcare professionals are busy and I think sometimes they often are in such a hurry they don't think about that we need to have some clarification. We need to clarify things. We need to know exactly what's going on, what things mean. And that's where looking from their perspective and they can look from your perspective. That's where communication takes place. That's where connections are made. And that's where you'll have deeper conversations. Effective communication. When you can respond to somebody from their perspective, when you can figure out or um, see how they're how they're answering you and meet their style and speak in, in the language that they're speaking from. If you can recognize that and do that, that's where that connection is made because you're meeting them on their level. And hopefully they'll be doing that for you as well. And that's what I like about this. This could kind of tell you how different personality traits like to be spoken with 
and how they respond and what they like as far as information goes. And if you want to know more, reach out to me. But there's a lot of assessments on the market today where you can take a disc profile and learn more about that. Just remember that everybody's not like you. We're all unique. We're all unique. Have you ever said something to somebody and they have a different reaction from what you said? I have a favorite saying of mine that I talk Greek and everybody else hears in English. Because what I say and what they hear are two different things. And I have to be careful of that and make sure that there's clarification on all sides. They're not understanding what I'm saying. And I don't know why they're hearing it the way they are. But that's where we ask questions to get that clarity so that we can have more effective communication. Thanks for joining me today on Heart to Heart. Remember, you're not alone on this journey. I'm here to support and guide you every step of the way. As a matter of fact, won't you drop me a note and let me know if there's a topic you would like for me to discuss. Until next time, take these things in consideration when we talked about effective communication. But more importantly, take some time for yourself. You deserve it. And until next time, let's keep the conversation going.